Good afternoon and welcome to Anchor. And you can talk about anything that you want. Once again, this is your podcast for your healing, viewing, sexual, talk dirty, masturbate, drink beer, um, smoke a blunt. Anything goes at this podcast. But we all have respect for each other. My dear folks, my name is Gypsy Moon. I'm the proud owner of this um, Speaking the Truth, uh, Truth and Justice. I have been a long supporter for <coughs> justice and peace. Once again, this is your confession cathedral middle of the street paradigm between spiritual world and reality world day or night this is the confession hour with gypsy moon you can talk about anything you want sex masturbation dildos, anything that has to do with women's power, anything that has to do with human life, and whether it has to do with fighting your own demons, spreading your gospel on a mic seems a lot better than raising your gun. Spread your love around to your neighbor. Spread your love around to the smaller things that make the biggest impact on someone else's life. And this is a way for Spotify, Anchor, Podbean. Can share your testimonies of your scriptures of your true soul. Check them out. It's a good way to release stress on a mic with no vibrating dildo. Bridge to pass the light through you. First of all, let's try to understand why it is necessary or why does it happen? Why did God chose someone or the universe? Well, as you all are aware of the effects of energies and vibration on planet Earth, God or someone from the fifth dimension, whoever you believe in, they have to take care of low vibration in our world, Earth. And that is why we have light workers, mediums, and psychic readers. You don't need to be one of them. You just need to know that you are a chosen one for a very important task, and it will be revealed to you at the right time. I am not going to make it complicated by using some big words in science. I will try to make this as simple as possible for you. And let's try to understand what is happening here because despite of having all the potential, why are you miraculously losing everything? The circumstances of a chosen one are. The job you were, good it has gone. Your relationship got fucked up without your fault. You lose your friends, your family does not believe in you anymore, and you are living a life in isolation. You do not know where to go and what to do. 
Let's talk about it in detail. You do not settle in your life. Since you have something to share with this world, God will make sure that you do not settle in your life. I mean you will be kind of a person who does not follow the crowd. Fuck yeah. All the things will be fucked up in your life unless and until the truth is revealed to you. You're a lie. But this is done to you because when the time comes you can take the risk without a second Lies, lie. lies, lies. It is lies. because your life is fucked up and you have nothing to lose but to follow your soul purpose. Absolutely. So they design your life in such a way which feels like there is something else you need rather than ordinary people. Yep, sheep. You do not fit in society. Sheep. You will always feel like there is something wrong with society, not in terms of politics, but in terms of their rules and regulations. You will always feel like you do not belong here and you will be the odd man out. Every day. You will hate your relatives because if you're one of the qualities, you will see the truth underneath which will make you weird in front of them. Absolutely. Old soul chosen ones are old souls so you will have a very good sense of humor and you will have a lot of creative ideas and skills you're a person who can guide someone or it is like you are very good at advising others 100%. you will be older than your age means you will have conversations like an old guy is having in their 90s and most of the time you will find yourself lost and alone 100 percent of the time no friends absolutely because you have a unique and different perspective on life you will not have so many zero friends. it relates to not fitting in society also there are chances that you will not have friends at all but this is done to you to keep you alone so you can go within and when 100%. the right time comes you will realize who you are rise of kundalini now this is the time when your kundalini will rise from your root to your head and will open your third it eye already happened so many people who try to do that but since you are a chosen one this will happen to you in a miraculous way that's why and this will i be thank the time you so many you times realize why your life has ended like this and why all the things happened to you in such a way that you could not settle in your life like others your dna gets activated and you start to follow your passion divine interference this is going to be the best part of your life where you meet your ancestors or gods you experience miracles and they will reveal the truth you come to know that everything in your life was planned by the divine so you could identify yourself or your sole purpose. To tell the truth. You get all the details from the fifth dimension and you start to talk about things which don't make sense to anyone. A hundred percent all the time. And after that, your spiritual journey starts. We have so many big people who help us with our spiritual awakening so i'm not going to talk about it in this video but remember my friend when there is no way out you should go in yourself whatever is happening to you or happened to you was planned and it was supposed to happen to lead you here
Though your life has been messy, but it was for a reason. Be assured that it will not be like this in your future, because the divine kept you for something good, and it will lead you there no matter what. Get into a deep mess. You don't do that. Handling this life well is important. Very important. This is on hand. Another problem that people have is, Sadhguru, was I with you in your last life? See, there are schizophrenic people, people who have multiple personalities. One case which has been recorded is a person having thirty-two full-fledged personalities, thirty-two. But I'm telling you, mind has the capacity to generate a thousand if you want. I want you to just imagine yourself. Suppose you suddenly realize one of these young women was your mother in your previous life. You go like this teary-eyed to her, she's not going to like it. <laughs> you can't ignore her now because she's your mother. All the emotions come back, enormous emotions. And all the things that were left unsaid and undone, now you want to do it. But she's not willing, she's a young woman, she's not your mother, she'll laugh at you. Worse. This boy who's sitting in front of you, you suddenly remember in your past life he was your wife. This organized around the facts that we are social beings. But did you know that studies have been performed that indicate many people who are considered to be highly intelligent prefer to spend a lot of their time alone? The reason behind this theory is based on how our ancestors solved problems. For as long as we can remember, humans have worked together to solve all manner of problems, from social issues to complex mathematical and engineering feats. The two heads are better than one concept worked well since more brain power meant the generation of more ideas and working together made things easier. Today, however, through the rapid evolution and the influx of technology, these concepts can be somewhat outdated. Humankind now finds itself in the age of the solo problem solver, the lone achiever, blue sky thinkers who look outside the box and have the ability to transform the world through bold ideas and innate intelligence. Let's talk about the effect of being alone in regards to the Law of Attraction. Many have come to believe the Law of Attraction plays a great role in what you experience in life. If you set your mind to something, work towards it, and fully believe you can accomplish it, more often than not, you will find a way to achieve it. Positive thinking, coupled with positive action, 
can be the key to realizing or attracting almost anything you desire in life. But relay those goals to a group of friends or colleagues, and it only takes one detractor to say you can't do that to throw a wrench in the successful execution of your plans. The poison of negativity feeds negativity and creates a stifling, crippling environment that won't foster the inspiration and drive you need to succeed. For many, being alone and free from the negative energy others have to offer is a much easier space to create a life of positivity, achievement, and happiness. For many, being alone more often brings with it more peace, and with more peace comes more creative energy. With more creative energy comes greater results. Let's talk about the effect Understand. of being alone in regards to having an ability to solve problems. Evolution has allowed individual people the innate ability to solve an innumerable number of problems on their own. Historically, the evolution of our species shows us that working within a group was beneficial for problem solving. And while many aspects of our developments once owed themselves to this approach, the ascendance of man in the current era has leapt forward so vastly, taking unprecedented strides and changing the way we look for solutions to problems. The way we think now encourages us to find ways to solve many of our problems on our own. Innovation and creative approaches often originate from people working in isolation. We now look to the individual for solutions. Our education has improved. Technology continues to advance at an astronomical pace, and we have access to more and more resources. Of course, this doesn't mean we can't sometimes use help from our friends and peers on the more difficult problems we face. It simply means that we can focus more completely when we work by ourselves, when we are self-reliant in our quest for solutions. Nowadays, the two heads concept often doesn't serve us, instead becoming a mess of too many cooks stirring the pot, slowing down the problem-solving process and obstructing the person who has the intelligence and wherewithal to seek out answers. Often, intelligent people believe that in being alone and going it alone, they are more likely to figure out the solution to whatever the problem is in front of them. Now, let's talk about the effect of being alone in regards to the importance of socialization. Anti. It may sound counterintuitive at first, but the studies that showed intelligent people often prefer to be alone also shows that those same people socialize more often. This doesn't necessarily mean they spend most of their time with their friends. I have no friends. But rather, they get out and explore the world around them, looking for new and exciting things to do, for experiences and inspiration that they can use when problem-solving. Yes, spending time with friends is essential no, for many reasons. We are still social beings. But when it comes to solving problems or finding solutions to important questions, the higher one's intelligence, the more desire they possess to search out the answers without negative influence from others. They achieve intelligent problem solving by themselves. Calling Being all high intelligence intelligent people. Doesn't mean that you have to be alert. And avoid alert. 
Defcon one. And spending time with the people you enjoy allows for valuable time away from all the seriousness and pressures of life. It allows you to relax and enjoy yourself without having to worry about your responsibilities, all the things you need to get done, or what deadline needs to be met. Evidence shows us, however, that many of the remarkable developments of our modern age, many of the problems that have been successfully solved in our technological era, come from the work of people focusing on their undertakings privately, in their own space, all on their own. If you can't find the solution to a problem in your life, take some time away from unnecessary social activity. Avoid people who don't encourage you to find a way to overcome the hurdles you're facing. Take some time on your own to really focus on solutions. You may just find the answers you're looking for already exist within you. Fuck yeah. I encourage all of you loners to go out and make your mark on the world. I will myself. Zero friends. Zero family. And I'm the happiest I have ever felt or been. I stay late at night wandering the streets of Albuquerque. Finding solutions to this problem that I'm facing. That we all face. I've already came to an acceptance of it. Have you? Are you afraid? Because I'm not. We are all in fear of one thing. And that's our livelihood. The great walkout. Is something that I want to touch a face upon. The great walkout was designed... To show employers that they are not to be fucked with. By the people who work for them. There has been some unfortunate circumstances that have allowed me to take some time away from working extra hard for a jackass. Unfortunately to say... Here's another one that's on the shame or fame. So this guy is very successful. He owns his own business. That for he is famous for his own restaurant. That he made from mommy and daddy's money. Mommy and daddy gave him a big allowance so he can go and build the restaurant. He's been in service for five years. But what I found out is that his mommy and daddy are millionaires. They decided to give him money so that way they can be proud of their f flesh and bride son or flesh and blood son to go out and do what he wants to do. But yet, in this five years, he has ripped off many employees, hard workers like ourselves that go out and do uh, provide excellent customer service. But yet, he keeps ripping people off. I went through the, um, how do you want to call it? I don't want to say books because I never touched his books. Uh, but what I came across is what he owed me was 
X amount of money. And some of his checks cashed and one of his check did not cash. However, I am sitting on this particular check that I cannot cash anywhere because it's a two-party check. Still not finding the time to to say, you know, this did not work out. I'm sorry for ripping you off. None of the apologies that I'm going to say above. I'm sorry, this is not the way it's supposed to be done. You know, let me fix it. Let me make it right. None of that. So the weasel goes and writes me a check for something that is clearly not what I thought of. And I figured out the facts of he owed me 200 bucks, And I figured this out. $80 is what he paid for a cab ride, so he wouldn't have to pay me, and another $20 for uh, breaking one of his little fancy-schmancy di uh, dishes. So there was another 100 So he took out another three more, and I'm not bitching about the three bucks. He can shove that up his ass. But uh, still, the principle of the matter is that he was being nice so he can weasel his way out of not paying me. I caught him on his bullshit and I'm stuck with a check that I can't even cash. <laughs> now, how fucked up is employers and treating people like that? So now I can see why people walk out because of the conditions of their employers not keeping their end of the bargain of what they're supposed to be paying their employees, so on and so forth, uh, compensations, healthcare benefits, the way that people treat them psychologically, mentally, physically, and emotionally, um, the long, hard hours they put for an employer and they don't give a fuck. They just sit around and play fucking golf all damn day and jerk off with their fucking wife and do what else that they need to go do and, you know, a lot of the a lot of these owners just don't give a fuck. They just don't care. They don't care. You know, again, they're shameful. They're shameful. And that's the walk of shame for most employers. And I can understand why we would be protesting against this because we want people to treat us fair. But a lot of us aren't. So we fight back and they don't like that. Well, again, you know. That's why they have a high overturn on companies that are like this, especially the service industry, because nobody really gives a fuck about that. Even though we all go to restaurants, places to shop, retail stores, we go to, uh, we buy stuff from eBay, Amazon, we pay for a service, we pay for products that we want, but yet... When we go and get somebody on the phone, they're usually rude or disrespectful. Don't call us by ma'am, sir, yes sir, no ma'am. Hi, how can we help you? None of that. I went to a uh, a restaurant um, today and I wanted to just grab a quick bite to eat because I work in with food all all day long but i i take a break and i go and get a bowl of soup or you know maybe something that my restaurant or the restaurant that i work for um uh, does not offer so i like to go and have a drink and and socialize with some of the people in the area however um 
I find it more appalling when you are paying for services and, you know, with my beer, I like to have a glass of water. So that way, when I walk out of the bar, I don't feel so dehydrated. (laughs) Well, the waitress that I, the bartender that I had, I mean, I've had her before. She's had great, excellent customer service before that. But today she was hungover. And did not pay zero attention to, I mean, she paid a little of attention, but it was, you know, it was like, well, it was not what, what I expected from her this time. And since, you know, she was talking with her friends, kind of ignoring I mean, I understand she was hungover. She didn't really want to talk, but she was talking with her friends over there. Not, you know, and, and this bar is pretty big. So I, I completely understand her part that she was hungover and, um, you know, paying attention to other customers. And then I was telling her the story about what happened and it, it just kind of like it was a shrug off shoulder, like, hey, okay, whatever, you know, that kind of service. And, you know, folks, when people pay for a service and you, you as a server, as a, as a bartender, as whatever the fuck you do, you know, you should always pay attention to your clients like you living on their livelihood because without customers, you would not have a fucking business, period. End of story. Zero. But when you treat people like shit and show, showing them like, like the cold shoulder, like, yeah, that's kind of like saying, well, fuck you. I just took your money. Have a nice day. And then when they look at the tip, it's like. Well, how come I didn't get what I was supposed to get? Well, because you provided crappy service, really, honestly. You're hungover, you probably should have fucking called in. If you're feeling sick, call in. If you don't feel good, call in. You know, I work with people that are fucking sick and I don't get it. Go home and take care of yourselves, please. I have a guy who I work with has internal bleeding and he shows up to fucking work. I don't care why you have internal bleeding and you don't go take care of it. And yet you're still at work complaining about it and you're still fucking hurting. You have shortness of breath. You know, that blood fills up to, and and I shouldn't even fucking care about this guy because he's a douche. You know, I try to be nice with people and understanding and it's like, uh, okay, well, you know what? I know how to play your game too, buddy. You know, um, I understand you're younger and you're quicker and you're faster than I am. And, you know, I may not have a, a, uh, a, uh, a routine yet of, of how, to properly manage something that was fucked up to being not fucked up again, to being totally jacked up, to not being jacked up again. So I went through some phases there, and I know to some people they'd be like, yeah, fuck you, have a nice day, whatever. You know, I kind of take shit a little bit more personal like that because I'm not going to recommend these people for jobs like that. I would never recommend this other person that ripped me off for that job. I would never recommend this person because they're fucking slackers. 
even though that this man comes to work and he can fucking do this whole entire restaurant by himself and this and that and the other. Okay, but here's the issue that I'm having. You say, employers say, well, you came to me looking for work. <laughs> Correct. I came to you looking for work. But that doesn't mean that I'm a doormat and you can treat people like shit. Or myself or anybody else. So for those employers who are millionaires and, and you know, I hope you all the best of luck. Because people like us are coming after you. And we're going to cut your fucking throats. We're going to gut you. Because you have an ego problem. Like your shit don't fucking stink. You know, when people give you the cold shoulder or play games with people like myself, I look at them as a sign of they're the weakest asshole in the world. I, I mean, you know, I, I met another person who almost got killed by, I don't remember the fucking full conversation, but he almost got killed by somebody and he had a big scar on his head and he thanked the Lord every day that he was uh, alive. And he was a nice man. <laughs> Although some shit did not add up about him. But, uh, you know, essentially 90% of the people that I meet are fake and phony. Complete phony and fake people. You know, to these people that I'm talking about, if you ever listen to this, please, don't take it personal. Don't take it as like I'm, I'm attacking you. Or being harsh on you. But try to minimize your little fucking ego to down your pants. Because that's what you amount to. You cannot fire me. Because I talk shit all the time. And I can fucking back it up. There are plenty of people that are hiring everywhere. And they want people because they want people to work for them. They want people to be treated like employees instead of dogs. I don't get why this is so complicated, folks, to understand what, when somebody shows you that they're concerned for you, don't take it as somebody like saying, oh, she's so concerned for you. And then, no dog! I'm fine. Okay. No, dog. I'm alright, man. She's being weary naked dancing. And let me repeat that. Yo, dog. I'm fine. She's being a negative Nancy. She worries too much. She shouldn't be concerned for me. Hey, dog. She does this. Hey, dog. And this and that. Dude, you're going to bash your employees right in front of their faces, and I'm going to look at you and go, you're about the dumbest motherfucker, because you called me. <laughs> you know, people need help. And yet, five minutes later, oh, I'll see you later. You know, I don't know if that was a sign of saying that I work too slow or I need to speed up the pace or what, or whatever. Um... You know, again, for your employers, have your employers speak to you like they want to work with you and not against you.
I'm not sure how to interpret it, this young man, other than being an arrogant asshole and uh, having an ego problem. Um, that I can deal with because I just look at him and go, you're just a young fucker who is eventually going to go to the fucking hospital and have a major surgery and going to be out for a couple months. You know, putting off your health is not good. I put off mine. And I had some problems. <laughs> I'm all better. But it seems like to me that the more pressure you put on yourself, the, the more you're going to become sick. So there's another young passage, another passage I'd like to share with you. It's from Cole Hastings, and it's how I learned to love being alone and how you can too. It's a grand idea in my head that the way I was to get happiness in my life was to have a ton of friends, have a high status, and to tie it all together, a girlfriend to complete. And because I had this mindset, it was extremely hard for me to live without a girlfriend. Since I had my first girlfriend when I was 15, there was only one year in which I did not have a girlfriend up until I was 23. The thought of being alone most of the time never crossed my mind, even as an introvert that I am. I did not like being alone and it made me feel like I wasn't worthy enough if I didn't have friends around to validate me and the biggest validation of all having a girlfriend but 2020 was the year that everything changed and I'm sure that you can relate as well we've all been dealing with feelings of loneliness and loss and in that struggle when I finally moved out of my parents house into my first apartment last year it was the first time that I was faced with a bout of true loneliness because I was living completely alone and it was in that loneliness and struggle of being alone that I found ways to truly love myself. And I've certainly never felt better about being alone most of the time. But then there were others who came out of the pandemic with nothing positive acquired and just a feeling of emptiness. And if you clicked on this video, I'm gonna guess that that's probably you. And I don't like that because everyone deserves self-love and self-love is something you can cultivate through being alone. So today I wanna share with you some of the things that I do in my alone time and the mindset shift that was required for me to enjoy my alone time. The basis of learning to love being alone starts with taking care of yourself in healthy ways. What's good, y'all? Good morning. I just woke up. I have no plans to see anybody today. I might not even leave my apartment. I'm not sure yet. So I thought I'd show you a little bit of the things I do that make me happy when I am alone. Now, one of my favorite ways that I love to do this is cooking from scratch and eating a healthy diet. And first off, we're gonna start off with breakfast, eating something good, wholesome, nutritious. We're making breakfast tacos. It most definitely does not help to feel like shit when you're alone. And if you're consistently eating unhealthy, then it's likely that it's gonna be way harder for you to enjoy your alone time. The act of cooking to me is a very deep form of self-love because you're nurturing your body and it's essentially a way of telling yourself, hey, you deserve to eat well because I really like you and I wanna take care of you. 
like having a girlfriend cook for me. I got myself to be my own girlfriend to cook for me. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It also gives me a great sense of accomplishment. Like I did something good for myself, which is also crucial to being alone. I think everyone can benefit from cooking for themselves more. And I've talked about it in previous videos. And if you really are struggling with this and you aren't a good cook, really all you need is some oil, some salt and some seasonings or a recipe that you found online. And it is okay to order out food that is healthy, pre-made packaged food that is healthy. That's fine. But I just find that that sense of accomplishment can only come from if I'm actually cooking that food myself. Of course, another one of the greatest acts of self-love is exercising regularly. All right, we got the full water bottle. We're about to head to the gym. But as I said before, I don't understand why I have to fit into people's social norm of when I look at this stuff online on Instagram of things that you should and should not do, things that you should and should not eat, this and that and the other. Okay. So these are people that want this particular social normification to them. Myself! If I had one wish in life, my wish would be this. To heal those who are sick. To help those who cannot see or hear. To find people their voice so they can speak up to help those who are blind and to help the little children that pedophiles and predators may find. We are all targets. Every day we are targets. You have to do this to be successful, to be a millionaire. You have to make billions of dollars or you can't be one of the elite clubs. 25% of people in the last 2021 during the coronavirus, 456,000 people made it to be a millionaire. Whoopity-doo! Who cares? The government is going to steal your fucking money when you're dead. Get it? It will be raped from you, all your hard work. May it be passed down to your family members, relatives, cousins, aunts, uncles, but once you're dead, all that money goes to them. You don't get it, folks. The government is here for your own, not safety, not protection, but only a death sentence. When you wake up and you decide to be alone, you have more control because you know the power of saying no. However, people that are alone are very dangerous people. Extremely dangerous people because you don't know what they're planning. And I'm planning something very huge. And when I see people dying and saying, help me, help me, help me, help me, I'm dying, I can't fucking breathe. 
Okay? You should have listened. You should have listened. Because it's going to come in series of waves, people. You think I'm fucking joking when I say that I'm enjoying myself because when it's all stripped from us and the elite get to spend their money, they're going to be the ones that are targeted. Remember that. 